Christmas Eve. There aren't really any announcements other than to say that there is a candle lighting service later on in the worship service. Uh, be careful with the candles. We ask that you put the unlit candles so we can prevent some of the wrath spills. But as we come to worship our God and our King, let's do so in spirit and in truth. And just remember that next Lord's Day we'll have the same schedule at 10 a.m.
have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. With that, let's continue in our worship and stand and sing together. Number 170, you can find that in your red hymnal. O come, all you faithful.
even as those shepherds of old beheld the glory, your glory, the angels brought them good news of great joy. And we stand before your holy presence and glory this evening. And we confess to you, O Father, that we are not worthy of it. We are not worthy to be called your people, to be called by even your own name. O God, we confess that we are sinful people. We confess that our lives are broken. We confess, O God, that we sin against your law. You sin every day. Even unknowingly, Father, we sin against you. We come this evening filled with great joy and thanks in our heart for the Lord Jesus Christ, your inexpressible gift, the one who has brought together again heaven and earth, the one who for our sake became poor, that through his poverty we might become rich. who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation. Thou hast increased its joy. They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder the rod of his oppressor thou hast broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
their time in the back of your red hymnal on page 520. Selection number 47. I will read this for us and you can follow along. It comes from the second chapter of Luke's gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were filled with fear and the angel said to them be not afraid for behold I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people for to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord this will be a sign for you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let's continue in our worship. I'll invite you, you can remain seated. We'll sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem, number 171.
verses 18 through 25. And this is where Matthew tells us that the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
said to Joseph in Matthew 1, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That's what I want us to think about tonight. Then there's Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare is the one who's famous for having this character, Juliet, asked the question, what's in a name? As if to say, Search is proving Shakespeare wrong these days. I don't know if you've read any of these articles or these studies, but there's growing evidence that a name can influence everything from your grades at school to your career choices to who you marry and where you live. For example, there's a book written by a professor emeritus of psychology at the University of California entitled Beneficial and Harmful Baby Names. For those of you who are pregnant in the congregation tonight, you may want to pick that one up. Based on more than 10 years of surveys about what people think concerning particular names. In this same vein, there's a flurry of studies which have examined names as predictors of success. For example, they found that girls with perceived feminine names like Isabella or Kayla are less likely to pursue math or science than girls named Kayla or Madison. We have a tailor in the choir who teaches math at South Point High School. We also have Katie Beth in the we can make the point that we have proof of this right here in our text. The angel tells Joseph to call the name of his son Jesus, for he says he will save his people from their sins. This name Jesus is the Greek version of the Hebrew Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves, which is a shortened version of the Hebrew Joshua. to reveal God, but also to save us. As we're told in his text, as John Stock mentions in his great little book, Understanding Christ, this is because the major human problem is not our ignorance. It's our guilt and our sin. This is precisely why we need a Savior. Yes, we need to know what God is like, but we especially need saving ourselves and the sins that weighs us down day in and day out. In his letter to the church at Rome, Paul speaks so well to this. 
early chapters, he, he shows us in a logical argument how all people are guilty before God. And he explains God's way of making sinners right with himself, which is not on the basis of anything that we can ever do. to Jesus and what he accomplishes as our Savior. It's through his death that we have been brought into a right relationship with God, that we've been reconciled to him. It's through him that we stand in this state of grace. Indeed, that we have peace with God, that we have joy in God and can rejoice in who he is and what he's done for us. And you see how all of this is part of the Christian
man to come along and check the document. And of course, she didn't have one. This was an in-the-spot decision that she had made. No documents, no passport, nothing saying why she should be in America. So the official put a white X on her arm in charge, which meant she would be deported immediately. The message of that X was you have no right to be here. You have no passport, no family, no friends. You have no status whatsoever. Now, it just so happened that across from her on the other line was a gentleman that she had never seen he had every single document he needed. And when the immigration official left, he reached across and rubbed off the X from her arm and then moved over to her line and stood beside her and stayed with her until they made it all the way to the front of the line with the other immigration official. And he said, she's with me.
also shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We sing joy to the world in Jesus' name.